Unsurprisingly, the Nerd and Tie podcast is a part of the Nerd and Tie podcast network. For more shows ranging from actual play to true crime to witchcraft, go to nerdandtie.com or join our Discord by finding an invite at nerdandtie.com slash discord. Did you know you could sponsor Nerd and Tie? That's right. For just $20, we'd say your name here and we'd say how cool you are. If you want to find more information on that, go to nerdandtie.com, click on the sponsor button, and follow the instructions because there are instructions and that's how you do things. Also, if you'd like to support our legal fund, go to gofundme.com slash nerdandtie. In this episode of Nerd and Tie... Ace then muddles the COVID protocols days before con. We give our con report from No Brand Con. The CW cancels tons of shows. Obi-Wan makes his Disney Plus premiere. And Stranger Things Season 4 is kinda out? All this in a mailbag. On this edition of Nerd and or Tie. Woo! Woo! Happy Monday, everyone. <laughs> Weird to say, not our normal recording day. Actually, but... it is for this show. Oh, okay. It's been yeah, our... I guess it it, it, we used to do this show on Sundays, but we switched to doing this show on Mondays like a while ago. Okay. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Um, it feels it... off because it's Memorial Day. We're recording this on Memorial Day, and we weren't well, like none of us wouldn't go to our job. Well, I mean, you went to a job today, but not like the weekday job. I didn't actually go to my my I didn't go to either of my jobs today. Oh, okay. I I went to a family thing today which yeah, it was mostly good. Family. You and Vin. Family. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah. I Vin and I had to hash some stuff out, but it's okay now. <laughs> Dear lord. Uh, <laughs> so, we haven't inter- introduced us. Okay, yeah, that's uh um just enabling bad Fast and Furious jokes uh, is my good friend, Trey Dorn. I exist as a human being, and that's what I'm sticking with. Um, and presumably turning their garage into some sort of um, aquatic vessel, I assume that's why you're attaching a sail to it, is uh, Genjamin. Yep. Our flag means saving. I've been sitting in the sun all day. It's oh been like gosh. 90 degrees out, and my brain is fried. I'm so sorry. So oh, no. Good luck with this episode. Yeah, this is like oh. the hottest day in a while, too. So, like, this is like <laughs> literally your... the worst day. It was super <laughs> nice here in Janesville. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I walked five miles, and I was comfortable the whole walk. Um... <laughs> And of course, uh, I'm uh, for now Nick Izumi. What's that about? <laughs> uh, find out later, probably. I don't know. Not this episode. Um, not this episode, though. Um, I'm and I'm I'm really excited to talk to you guys. It's a it's a weird docket. Uh, there's sure good is. News, there's bad news. There's uh, there's news. Oh, there's news. There's yeah. news. Oh boy. Let's barrel into our first story, um, which is uh, so ASEN. Um, <laughs> so ASEN, like the biggest con in the Midwest, like this behemoth of a convention, um, announced mere days 
before the con. What was it? Four days before the con? Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was the Tuesday before the con. Okay, so yeah, it was. It was the, yeah the Tuesday was, before. Yeah, it was May sixteenth is when they May made the 16th. announcement. Jiminy so it was the Monday before the con. It was the Monday before the con. Okay, I, okay, they they did marginally better than I thought they did. This came out um, like this. This came out while I was like sitting on a lake, like because uh, my wife and I go on vacation every year, and like I have minimal internet when I do this. Like I just have a cellular connection through my iPad. Like my phone doesn't even work at the cabin, and so I had to like write this story like on effectively dial up internet speeds at a remote cabin in the woods. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, so yeah, ASEN, uh, like the largest convention in the Midwest just kind of sprung on everybody. Largest a- anime convention in the Midwest. Yeah. Excuse me. Anime convention in the Midwest. We're not talking, we're not it's counting not even like the biggest the big... geek convention at the Donald E. Stevens center. <laughs> This is true. Pardon me. Well, okay. So specifically anime focused events. Um, ASUN going in had pretty um, responsible, uh, stringent COVID policies, you know, a proof of vaccination, mass required. Um, I think, did they even require a, a negative test? Yeah. So their, their question yeah, was is that, that, well, you, well, it was the standard. It was their, their policy was listed pretty similar to what a lot of places have been doing, including like anime Milwaukee, um, things like that was that you had to have a, uh, both a negative COVID, t- you had to have either a negative COVID test or proof of vaccination. One of the two. And okay. Then, yeah. And so... then masks and then masking was required. That was what they originally, that's what they had been, promoting for months um had been like saying things like these are our requirements um and had said repeatedly would not change on mm-hmm. april 29th 2022 when asked specifically anime central's twitter said no our covid safety guidelines will not change prior to the con that is a direct quote from a tweet that is still up some people have reported that that, that tweet was deleted no that tweet's still up it's it's, it's still right there. there super visible you can look yeah. at it right now if you want. Yeah, no. Uh, so suddenly, just on that Monday, they announced that they were getting rid of all of those restrictions. Yeah. They were just gone. And, of course, this was well after anyone could get a refund. Well, uh, to be clear, um, actually, ASEN doesn't normally offer refunds at all. Um, okay, yeah. It's That is... Uh, ASEN had, did rollovers uh, for the... 2020 dates that got canceled and obviously that kept you know rolling as 2021 also got canceled but um so normally they don't do refunds at all but they did like literally people were saying hey i don't like people were you know saying hey you know like i feel safer buying a ticket now because you're reassuring us that covid guidelines aren't being canceled like that a COVID guidelines will be in place. And there are people who literally mm-hmm. bought their badges under that promise. So it is. Yeah. It's irresponsible at best. Well, like, yeah. I mean, here's the, here's the full. Insanely irresponsible. Here's, here's the but... thing. This is the full timeline that amazes me and their attempt to back. So on, uh, so on Monday the 16th, they canceled mm-hmm. um, all the on Monday the, on Monday May 16th they said they were canceling all covid guidelines um 
and the convention was really vague. And now, mind you, they made this public announcement before most of the people who even worked the convention were aware that this had happened. Um, mm-hmm. I've talked to people um, off the record who were had no idea that this cancellation was going to occur and found out when the public found out. Um, it's uh, The convention's original statement was very vague and seemed to deflect blame to the venue. Um, mm-hmm. And... Uh, like they literally in their announcement said, due to the changes in COVID protocols by the CDC and requirements by the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center, we have the following update. And then they're no longer, and which the dumb, like none of those, like the policy changes that they're referring to in theory, the recommendations really changed in February. There was no change in mm. May. And um, again, ASEN is uh, run by MAPS. Um, the, uh, the, their parent organization has sole decision making on their own policies. And so there was, there's a leaked internal um, email that went out and I've, I've gotten it from a couple of different sources. So um, it's, uh, it, 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 it really, it, this decision was made by, uh, by anime central's management this uh-huh. did not come from an outside. This did not come from an outside requirement. Um, it is. It was a decision by um, Anime Central's board. Um, now, mm. on May seventeenth. Now, uh, apparently, also guests did not know, and we're finding out from um, the the public emails. And uh, the, the con the convention initially started to backtrack, saying that panelists could require that people be masked for their panels individually mm-hmm. and um event on the 17th the they they partially backtracked in policy and updated the COVID 19 policies that said and said that masks were now required in all guest and panelist events the dances the exhibit hall the artist alley the gaming and entertainment hall now if you're keeping track of places you can go in asen or places that you could go in asen i should say because obviously the convention is not you know the convention has already happened um that's pretty much everywhere Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen people ask, well, what about the lobbies? And it's like, they were never going to be able to enforce mask wearing in the lobbies because those are outside Gosh, of their no. rented space. Um, right. That's that's beyond what they'd be able to do. Because um, ASUN only rents two halls in the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center. The rest of that building they do not use because um, the rest of it's in uh, the hotel across the street. And with, it's like, so there. Th- but and a lot of people were like, "Oh, thank God! Like they they fix it." But you'll notice at no point in this backtracking did they include um, the 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 negative COVID test, negative COVID tests, and vaccine requirements were not reinstated, mm-hmm. um, at all. Mm-mm. And so, and it, it's led to a lot of questions, um, because why on earth did they make this? change and why did they make it so late in the game yeah it's that's what befuddles me the they could have made this decision back in February well it's it it leads it leads to the following questions first off like what was the change made because they uh either one or two things happened either someone decided that they didn't want to have this policy anymore which is insane to me. 
um, mm-hmm. or B, they were not properly prepared to actually execute the plan. Which honestly sounds more likely. And that is to me ridiculous because every other convention, like so many other conventions have been running successfully. Like Anime Milwaukee, which shares a lot of the same staff, managed to, without really any problems, execute the exact same requirements that ASEN originally had. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. Anime Milwaukee, which arguably has fewer resources than Anime Central, was able to do vaccine and COVID test checks. Mm-hmm. Without a problem. Um, it was very, it's very strange and it's still very strange to me. And, and like the conspiratorial part of my mind is like, well, did they figure they couldn't do it? And like, did the flip flop so that they would appear be- like, no, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, like the, the reinstitution of the mask requirement was clearly like them covering their butts. Um, mm-hmm. because, like the fact is, is that in likelihood they would have probably had guests canceling. Um, mm-hmm. It's but like because the convention center mentioned the Donald e. Stevens Center in their thing, um, a, a lot of people were calling the convention center to complain, right? Mm-hmm. And effectively hounding the convention center over a policy that they didn't institute or put into place, and. Like, I have a lot of people asking me, like, well, does this hurt Anime Central? Does, you know, does this backtracking hurt Anime Central? Because a lot of people felt betrayed, you know, because, like, like there are artists and vendors who had to go, who had made this commitment um, under the belief that there would be a COVID policy in place that was more comprehensive than what even went into effect there, right? Like, mm-hmm. There are people who who were selling there who really couldn't pull out of it. Now, mm-hmm. Anime Central's um, Artist Alley and Vendor Hall is in a it's a high demand place to get a table. So even if half the people don't apply next year, they'll still fill that space. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like so. The real question is: is will will people in this community have a long enough memory? Because obviously, no one could get refunded, right? Because ASEN doesn't do refunds normally. Um, and so, like, here's the thing: you roll this back, and like, to roll to make this kind of change days before the convention, when you're past, like, but you're also past the point of being able to refund hotel rooms. Like, not being able to refund your ASEN badge sucks. But a trip to ASEN is more, way more costs than just the cost of the badge. There's the cost of a hotel room, and those hotel rooms are not cheap. There's travel no. costs that can't get refunded that late in the game. It's mm-hmm. people coming from all over, and it's, again, not super great when you haven't verified that those people are negative. <laughs> for, for reference um, on how expensive these hotel rooms can get, my first ASEN... 13 of us shared a hotel room because mm-hmm. they're so expensive and yeah. so hard to get. Yeah, they, it is uh oof. Yeah, it, it's a real bear. It can be a real bear. And so to not be able to get that refunded is huge. Yeah. to someone. And to like have to go to the events uh, or or uh, yeah, it's either 
you're basically out that money or you go to the event and you feel extremely, uh, you know, possibly unsafe because they rolled back the most basic restrictions. Yeah. Now, I don't know if this is going to actually hurt ASEN long term, because the fact is mm-hmm. the people in this, con- in this in the convention scene have the memory of mayflies and mm-hmm. um Bad things happen at conventions all the time, and attendees will literally, if the event is big enough and has a guest they like, will forget or it's look true. past it. And so it's the, the question is going to be is how well do people remember? But it's just, it's irresponsible. Like, I can guarantee you that there are people who got... Someone's going to say, like, I've seen people say, like, oh, well, but, like, people were always going to get COVID there. But it's, like, more people. Like, like it's, I see, I see people say, like, uh, oh, anytime you go to an event that size, you're, you're taking a risk. It's, like, right, but you mitigate risks. It's, well, yeah, it's, it's not it's, about, it's, like, you wear a seatbelt even though people still die in car crashes wearing their seatbelt. Yeah, I you literally, I was going to say exactly the same thing. It's like, of course, it's a risk that you have to calculate. But, yeah, they're not even doing the most basic thing to mitigate it. I, I, I'm I genuinely furious with Anime Central and Maps. And um, it's so hard to get people to like. So nobody is going on record as to what prompted this decision because people the way their their staff is so large and structured that people either don't know <laughs> and the few people who would know though are effectively signed to NDAs because all the board stuff is covered by NDAs and by the way if your convention requires non-disclosure agreements fuck off i'm sorry it's i have i have been working i've been working conventions for 25 years 26 years 26 years I've been working conventions. Um, I just saw, I have my first, like, volunteer badge ever on, on the wall over there so I could see what year it was. Um, and I will tell you that, like, there is literally, there is no reason for a non-profit anime convention board to require a non-disclosure agreement. There is literally no solid argument for that. And if anything, all it does is protect bad actors or covering up shitty decisions. And I I am a huge proponent for transparency. And if your convention is too chicken shit to be transparent on these kinds of decisions, it's stupid. Because there is no transparency into the organization. And all the people who do know, who like I could talk to, can't tell me. Because they might face a legal repercussion. I mean, mind you, I don't think they actually will because I don't think Anime Central has the resources to actually pursue legal action against any of these people, but I'm not going to tell someone to put in a risk you right, know, for the, the satisfaction of my curiosity when there is literally no scenario that they're going to tell me that makes me think that this is a well-run event. Because either it's, whether it's purposeful or it's incompetence, Neither really makes you look good. No. But and I think one of the things that's um happened here is it's really it's damaged their reputation. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. For sure. I mean like, and, and mind uh, you, if you talk in gossip circles, ASEN's reputation has been 
um, <laughs> in, the, in the dirt a little for a while, but now this is really kind of bringing it to light to a lot of people who weren't aware of some of the, like, let me, let me put it this way, like, none of it was, like, what I used to think of, like, negative stuff about ASEN, it was just, like, minor drama stuff. That's why you haven't really seen, like, I've never written an article, really, about it until now. Like, it's because all it was, all of it was, like, you know, minor irresponsible stuff for the most part. Well, there there is one particular bad thing, but it wasn't just ASEN guilty of it, so uh, I'm not going to... Um, yeah, we're not going to dig into that. Uh, you can go read the Vic Mignogna affidavits yourself. <laughs> um, but, like, an Anime Central, like, like all the negative stuff before was just sort of like minor eye roll stuff, not like a, I think this is being done to the point of anybody ever being in danger. And so many, almost every convention, even the ones I love, have eye roll stuff, like, behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. um, right. I mean, that's one of the things that, like, brings a lot of con staffers together is because we've dealt with, like, similar, similar yeah. stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. It's, there's Because there's always that one guy on staff who is just an idiot. Like, <laughs> like I, I don't mean like, like, because, yeah, it, like, there's always someone on staff with bad ideas <laughs> mm -hmm. you know or like but like it's yeah so that's why like i i think that i'm just going on the record that i think if you are running an anime convention and you've got ndas in place about your boards like decisions and activities fuck off <laughs> just like it's fuck off <laughs> I'm not going to say that I always um that I always um second guess an NDA, but like yeah, you really do have to anytime someone wants you to sign an NDA, you really do need to consider why is this being asked of me and what Look, is the reason that I need to I'm not saying that Anime Central puts NDAs in place out of any sort of nefarious reason. I think it's called. I think a l I've seen it happen at more than one convention where they've done this. Mm -hmm. And in truth, most of the time, it's because people are just over paranoid about drama and really looking at the stakes of we're running a recreational event as like right. these major parts of their identity that they get too wound up in it. Like the stakes are not at, like they feel like because and especially since especially with conventions that are run by maybe some younger people where like they get a lot of their identity wrapped up into it the stakes feel emotionally much higher than they are and i've been guilty of this too it's you know i i've i've been dumb and lost perspective but and so i think that some people like will put an ndas in place because like they're they're worried about like Jim Bob is worried that Murray is going to secretly try to take over the convention for no financial gain. But like, <laughs> it's uh, like, you know what I mean? And like, you know, and, uh, and Jill no, and Susan I, I are having secret talks because they're worried that uh, Beth might be like trying to run for I, treasurer out from under them. I like, mean, yeah, like, I know I get that. I mean, again, uh, back in back uh, in November when I 
when we did our Daishokan yeah. episode, I specifically you talked about how people involved with that started using random legalese that made no sense if yeah. you knew any anything about legalese, and, but and, and my my point is those people might implement things like NDAs not because of some really nefarious purpose, but because they're overly mm-hmm. paranoid and have not realized that the stakes are not as high as they think they are. Um for the and so like I like I understand that those people like didn't have nef- like I'm saying is that these are not done with nefarious purpose always and often they aren't but the effect they have is that when something does go wrong and transparency is desperately needed behind a dis- like a decision or a policy these NDAs end up sitting in place and just end up like shutting down the needed information and like the needed openness of discussion and And before we before we move on from the topic because i feel like we've gotten covered a lot of this ground it is worth noting that while people were desperate for more information the uh anime central media team was completely radio silent for and i suspect full days i suspect that the reason why the social media team was silent about it is because they didn't know the answer like I don't have confirmation on that, but just based off of the way I've heard people who worked this convention and when they found out about things themselves, I am betting that the social media team did not have any further answers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Like I'm, I am betting that they couldn't answer because they didn't have one. And shout out to uh, shout out to anyone who was upset with the situation but also made it clear that they weren't upset with whoever the media team was because, like you said, they probably didn't have an answer. It it more likely than not was not in their hands, and the people who needed to be answering things were also completely radio silent. Yeah. And that was the bigger problem. My anger sits with the the board, and that's it. And frankly, if anybody feels like breaking their NDA... Uh, anonymously uh, we would not reveal a source if they happen to reach out to us at tips at nerdandtie.com we, we, we would be more than welcome to read anonymous information if someone wanted to break their NDA <laughs> but uh, I understand why you wouldn't but I'm just putting it out there and uh I don't know. Does anyone have anything else they want to add at this point? I don't think so. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, Just that it was like a stupid decision to make last minute and like a stupid way to handle it afterwards. Well, and it's just ridiculous to me because it's the fucking, like, the vaccine... God, I keep swearing this episode. I am so sorry. Um, <laughs> the vaccine checks and neg- like are the easiest thing to implement. Mm-hmm. I know. Cause well, let's, let's use that as a segue. Let's do that as a segue. Cause we know Trey knows about checking vaccine cards because uh, as it so happens, no brand con was, not that long before ASEN, and uh, all of us were there. We actually got to see in, each other in person for the first time since the meat grinder. Yeah. 
Uh, so full disclosure, uh, No Brand Con is a convention that I'm the co-founder of, and I am the current president of No Brand Con Incorporated, and uh, like head of the convention director of and head of its board. <laughs> of uh, so so technically, uh, I I so I'm actually going to not talk a lot during <laughs> this segment because uh, yeah, I run No Brand Con. And you were busy running No Brand Con. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if if you want to know my experience at No Brand Con, it was uh, uh, telling people who weren't vaccinated that they couldn't come in. Mm-hmm. You you had more of that to deal. I'm not going to say you had more of it to deal with than what I was expecting, but it was a bit more animated than what I was expecting. I'll I'll put it that way. Um. Now, personally, I I was really happy to be at a con again. Um, while, you know, masking was not always the most comfortable because of just how hot it was that weekend, I'm really glad everyone was masked. Um, uh, I don't know about you guys. I didn't get con crud, which is oh, something yeah, that I haven't yeah. been able to say in this a long time. This is the time. first time in, like, probably a decade that I walked home from – I came home from a convention with no diseases. It was great. I mean, I came down with a little bit of something, but it wasn't like much. Um, admittedly, I spent a lot of time just kind of wandering, running into friends and um, bothering you good folks in the artist alley where I know Gen was, mm-hmm. uh, along with uh, several friends of the show in a nice little section together. So that was really fun. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I mean, this was this was my big like oh my gosh, I haven't seen these friends in years con. And so it was just absolutely lovely. Same. In that regard, it was absolutely lovely. Yeah. There were so many people I missed so much and I'm glad we got to spend time it together. Was, it was so nice to see friends who aren't you guys. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love seeing you guys. <laughs> but That's I fair. have yeah. seen you two throughout the pandemic because we do we've done the meat grinder weekend, you know. Yep. Um so like I have seen both of you in person and you know, like Kyle and Scott. But other than that, I have I, I have not seen friends in person. Except for um, until then. <laughs> it was really fun to do panels again. It got me hyped up about doing comedy and panels in person again. Um, by next con, my panels are going to be much heavier subject matter. So that's another beast entirely. But I really did have a good time. Um, credit where credit is due. Um, I really do think No Brand did a really good job of... Uh, Making use of the space and in that regard also, especially for things like the Artist Alley, there were enough people there that there was variety, but there weren't so many people there that with the attendance numbers, no one was going to make money, Um, which was very – which is an important calculation to do because if you have a small enough con, if you have too many artists, none of your artists are going to make money. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just a fact of the matter. And I I know my partner did very well in the artist alley. It sounds like some other folks also did. So mm-hmm. I'm that was a huge success. Um 
It was hot, though. <laughs> that was my biggest issue. It was really hot. Um, I actually, like, struck an entire cosplay from my schedule that weekend because, um, um, ironically, it was the same costume we talked about uh, at the live episode, the one that's the big, like, butterfly kimono because mm. it's too damn many layers. Mm-hmm. And I would have been dead. Oh, it was it was so warm. Like it's, it... I like was, I, I yeah I was I was not like I wore like, I had whole outfits planned that I did not wear that weekend. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like I'm in public, I get to be in public again for like the first time in. Okay, nope, we're just gonna be in a t-shirt and jeans and that's it. <laughs> it's like yeah. Um, that yeah. said, yeah, no, I had a really good time. Uh, very successful, no brand. Uh, even if, um, I know maybe it wasn't the most attended event, but it was one of the most fun times um, I've had at no brand in recent memory. So, so do you want numbers information? Um, like I, if you're willing to share it. So I, mean, I don't have, uh, the stuff in front of me right now, but I can tell you that, uh, we, uh, that our numbers were comparable to 2019. Okay. So it's we were we were stable to 2019 numbers. Um, That's good. 2019 was also a really fun con. So yeah, I mean, well, it it was the and just it was the previous no brand con, right? So it was you know that was the the no brand con 18 was the 2019 con. This was no brand con 19 in 2022. So, but that's Mm. really good to hear. What with like a pandemic in the middle of those. Right. So, and with, uh, especially since we literally uh, were turning people away. Uh, so it's, yeah. yeah that's not bad at all. Mm-mm. No, it's, I mean, No Brand Con is not a huge event. Uh, we, you know, it's our attendance numbers have been in decline since we've been in the Wisconsin Dells. Uh, and so, uh, but uh, we did we we did stabilize, and well, it was hard to say because we had probably the highest pre-reg we had had in probably like five years. Um, mm-hmm. But um, the atcon numbers still turned out around what like we had like more than like probably had like double the pre-reg compared to twenty nineteen uh, for for twenty twenty two, but our final numbers were approximately the same. So it's uh, I I kept because it was like this whole thing throughout the event that like I kept saying like I have no idea what's happening because our pre-reg is high, but how much of this is that the people who are vaccinated are the ones most likely to be prepared? <laughs> mm. um, I mean, but yeah, yeah, it's so it it. It is uh, the cat on the recording there for everybody. Um, yep. <laughs> but uh, yes, She's on my chair, not allowed. So yeah, it's that's it. It. No, I don't want to like go into to too many details because I don't have stuff in front of me right now. But um, mm. overall, mm-hmm. overall, again, we were we we did not shrink. Good. Good. So yeah, very good. That's that's all we need to know. Yeah. <laughs> I, and we are pleased. I had a really good time. I look forward to doing No Brand again. It's always one of my favorite events, and this did not change this year. Wherever mm-hmm. it may end up. Wherever it may end up. Um, but you know what? 
I still feel confident in no brand coming back next year, which is more than we can say for nine shows on the CW. Oh my God. (laughs) I did not pre-plan that, that segue, but I just, I needed to, I needed to next story. Wow. The CW is just canceling stuff right now. Oh, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's so, so much. Um, the CW has canceled. Yeah. Like it's, uh, Batwoman gone. Dynasty gone. Legends of tomorrow gone. Naomi gone. Uh, that charmed remake gone. Yeah. In the dark Uh, is gone. Legacy's gone. The 4,400 gone. Uh, Naomi gone. Roswell, New Mexico gone. Here's the thing about Roswell, New Mexico. There's a whole season that is filmed and about to premiere. So you can't even say it's because the most recent stuff has had low ratings because they haven't even had a chance to like air the new season. Uh, Riverdale is going to have a final season. Um, As a fan of Swamp Thing, I feel for people because that that's what happened with the DC streaming app show, too, where they had like an entire season in the can and it was canceled out the gate. And I, I unironically love Roswell, New Mexico. It's, I unironically love that show. Um, and this is, but okay, so here's the thing also, like Batwoman and Legends of Tomorrow, um, the cancellation of those shows, the rumor is because that uh, they didn't want to renew the lease on the, stu- like on the studios where they were filming the shows. Wow. It's like, wowie wow. And now you might be saying that like the CW historically has been a place where you don't need huge ratings to get your show renewed. And the reason why is this is all because of the Warner, uh, the Warner discovery merger and they want to sell off the CW. And I was going to say, I was of the understanding that the CW has never really been a big money maker of a station. It has, it is, Uh. it has been revealed (laughs) that it consistently loses money, but Like it mm-hmm. is, it is, it is ridiculous. Um, now most of yeah, these, this most, is nuts. Most of these shows are being told. We're told that to be treat things as if their ending could be a series finale. It sucks for Legends of Tomorrow because Legends of Tomorrow was excellent and had that amazing uh, Booster Gold show like um, appearance in its finale that would have led into a new season um, with Donald Faison playing Booster Gold. It's um, legends delighted me. Oh, le- it, yeah. it's a show I'm very fond of, but like that leaves, uh, this leaves the only, um, the only Arrowverse shows left airing are Superman and Lois and the flash. Superman and Lois is great. The flash. I've, I finally stopped watching it. Like probably about four episodes ago because I just I'd... got like, so I was about to say, I really enjoy Superman and Lois. Unfortunately, Flash overstayed its welcome for me. Flash like. should have ended like two seasons ago. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's, it's not because the actor who plays Cisco Ramon left, but it like that was around. It didn't when help. It should have it? Yeah. Like it's. <laughs> I feel like the 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 writing kind of ran out of places to go. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's like, and I've liked the actors who came into the show afterwards, like, and, and I'm not being critical of any of the actors or their performances. 
It's just it, I feel like the writing hasn't really known where to go with the show. It it lasted longer than uh, Supergirl's writers didn't know what to do. Um, the last couple seasons of Supergirl I have issues with, uh, largely because they stopped focusing on uh, Kara as a person and as a part of the character. Like so, it's there's. I have complicated feelings. Um, really, yeah, it's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, it's like I actually really enjoyed the Charmed reboot. Um, I watched the forty four hundred reboot and was digging it. Um, I was digging it way more than I dug the original forty four hundred. Uh, same with Roswell. I I admittedly did not watch past the first episode of Naomi. Um, it just didn't grab me. And I was going to give it a shot, but it's one of those things where I was like, oh, well, I'll wait for the whole season to hit streaming and then, you know, see if I like it after binging it. And then it got canceled. So, uh, yes, I. And so that it's like, oh, I'm not going to bother. <laughs> no, I, I get that. I, it, it, it really is a bummer, especially now, like personally, I haven't been watching most of these shows, but like I don't. I'm never going to wish that someone's favorite show gets canceled. Right. You know, and <clears throat> assuming it's, you know, not hurting anybody, you know, if, if your favorite show is like Tucker Carlson, I, I hope your show is canceled and that you fall off the planet, but you know, that's beside the point. Um, like, <laughs> sure. I, I'm not feeling doomy. What are you talking about? Anyway, anyway. Um, no. But yeah, no, it, it's that, just You know what? Because you said this, I'm just going to make the preview image for this episode of Choco Taco. I, I don't have... I love Choco Tacos. Choco Tacos are delicious. They're one of my favorite things. <clears throat> Completely <throat> unironically love Choco Tacos. The, the, <clears throat> the, the, the image for this episode is just going to be an unexplained Choco Taco, and people will uh, get to this point. And they will be like, "Why is it a Choco Taco?" And because uh, I'll, I'll I'll do no, it like I'll do a Choco Taco. I'll do a Choco Taco in Asen's parking garage, and that'll make it relevant. Ooh, good, <laughs> very good. Like it. I'm here for it. All right. Um. So I don't I don't know if there's anything else to say, but it it sucks. All these shows are they're gone. Sorry, CW fans. Yeah. It 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 really just kind of it sucks because like uh the the network has been a great place for like niche uh genre shows for a while and mm-hmm. it's losing most of those niche genre shows. Yeah. It's it, it it's going to make TV like a little less interesting. You know what I mean? Well, at least uh, the Flash it will continue long past the point where it should have stopped. So I really that... hope this turns out to be the last season. <laughs> like I'm just <sighs> so. I do... no, dude. I feel you because remember, I loved that show when it started up. I loved it, completely, sincerely loved it. And then, yeah, I I dropped off before you did. But yeah, it's that it sucks that I almost I almost hate when a show overstays its welcome 
more than when a show dies before it hits its stride. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't know, like, you know, if if Firefly would have stuck around, it probably would have gotten real bad. Um, But now we could kind of, you know, forget that um, if we just ignore like the terrible things its creator did. It's like, wow, that show was cool. Too bad it, we won't know its full potential. But meanwhile, it's like, oh, God. Oh, God, Barry, just just stop, please. I'm begging you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh. But well, yeah. as one door closes, another door opens. Mm-hmm. Seeing of, of uh, fun genre TV from... Something that is undeniably making a lot of money, from what I understand. Over at Disney+, Plus, the time has come. We have the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi debuted this week. Yeah, and they were mm-hmm. good. They were extremely good. I was very happy. Uh, they even did things that, on paper, I would normally think I would hate, and I really liked like a lot um like i i really i it's one of those like dumb hard fast rules that like internet nerds had of you know oh you never want a little kid version of a character you like cuz it's just going to be annoying and the only thing that you're going to that's going to work for you is remembering that character from when they're not a little kid that is not the case with this show um how how do, I don't want to spoil too much if like do you mind if I go into details again or because I don't know if you've seen it no I haven't seen it but I don't care okay <laughs> yes so um, I, I don't think it's a huge spoiler to mention that um one of the characters on the show is a young princess Leia and the actress who they got is excellent she is very funny she's extremely sassy and i didn't realize that i needed the two sassiest characters in star wars to actually go on an adventure together turns out that i did that's exactly what i wanted (laughs) oh man and the dude bros are mad about it It's very strange. It's so fucking like I I saw someone like so I loved these two episodes we've gotten so far. I um, agreed. They I, got John Wick in my Star War. Sure. <laughs> um but like it's I have seen this take that's like someone was like, "Oh, I heard it was awful." And I was that was like, "What is it?" Well, my friend admitted that they stopped watching after young Leia showed up. And I'm like, that's like 75% of what's out is after she shows up. Your friend didn't watch the show. Like, yeah, that's always BS. What are you talking (laughs) about? Basically, anytime someone says I didn't finish the first episode, I kind of don't care about what their opinion is of the show. Well, it depends on why they said, like, if someone says, uh, I didn't finish the first episode and then maybe it got better if someone says that because like there's some like violent awful thing and like it's like there are lots of reasons why I might not finish something. Right. Okay. But, no, that's fair, but And there are a lot of shows out there 
who do have like a not great first episode that could turn people off right yeah. away and then they get better later on. Yeah. Uh, like that I I could understand, but like if you watch I like I didn't a third like Arrow of an episode when I say you first... hate yeah. it, it's like Yeah. Yeah, no, like that, no, that's fair. At least watch the whole thing and give it a chance. I guess, like, and it really depends on the thing. Like, if it's, I don't know, um, I guess it depends, there's a big difference, I guess I, what I mean to say in the way I'm phrasing it, I'm sorry I keep saying I guess, terrible diction on my part, but what I mean to say is if someone is willing to call something like the worst TV show ever and they didn't watch a whole episode, then I think you're full of shit. That's too much. I'm like, like really, because Cop Rock exists, so you're saying it's, <laughs> like, you're saying it's, it's cop worse than Cop exists. Rock? Hile Honey, I'm Home. God, I forgot um, about Hile Honey, I'm Home. I, uh, I, uh, the, the, uh. The Clerks? <laughs> the American version of the It Crowd. Uh, yeah, yeah. All of these are things. All of these are. Which isn't even like the worst show I've seen, but it's definitely worse than like a lot of things. Uh, God, I've seen so many. The 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 pilot of the Time Tunnel remake with uh, Kevin Smith in it. Um, I've watched that. That was pretty bad. Uh, uh, the Pride of the X Men pilot. That's, that's unironically love the Pride of the X Men, even with I... its Australian Wolverine. I, that's predictive programming. That was them letting us know that Hugh Jackman was going <laughs> to like, have a straight face. I'm sorry. I watched that a ton as a kid. I just, I make fun of it like no one's business now. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, it's, it really is like, even like some of the stuff that people complained about were things that I looked at it and it's like, oh, um, the, the one thing that I've seen people complain about that I almost saw merit to, except at the end of the day, don't see merit to was that they didn't like how Leia being chased by the guy from red hot chili peppers and his gang was shot. Cause it, or like it felt too much like home alone or something. Personally, I found it at first it was a little off putting, but looking, giving it a second watch, I find it charming yeah, because again, fine. this is a show for families, and you don't want to actually like violently depict a human trafficking scene in your family show. Mm-hmm. I'm just just a wild idea just here. Saying. We're like, just saying here. <laughs> like, I don't know that I love the costume designs. Um, full disclosure, um, Someone who, uh, one of the people who, um, volunteered with cosplay judging in the, uh, in the early years of a con I worked for, um, worked on the costuming team for the show. Really? So I'm, I'm extremely biased in that Ooh, regard. That's cool. Um, I, I don't know that I want to name them on the show just in case, but I can mm. share that later. It's, it is a, it's someone who I don't know, who I don't know super well. But if you know me, I, uh, I've, I've got some some Doctor Who pictures with them from way back. They're really okay, cool. Okay, because usually the people I know uh-huh. who like were in, are involved in like production stuff like don't work on anything this high profile. <laughs> like, I uh, well, this person's been like doing stuff for like with the Jim Henson Company too. Oh, okay, wow. Like, yeah, yeah, she's worked on like refurbishing like Muppets and shit. So it's wow. 
So it's yeah, like, I, yeah, it's like I, I usually like I, I usually think of people I know out there like uh, like Momo or something who like uh, who mm-hmm. did like with like art stuff like uh, set dressing on like not not uh, like is it a Christmas movie? Christmas is the name of that thing. And right. I got to give her direct shit about the fact that like um, why were there so many stockings in the house for two people? <laughs> <laughs> And I did spot a price tag on the bottom of a mug. Um, <laughs> yeah, I so I I want to I do want to give that clarification that I definitely have a bias, but uh, um, if uh, in the off chance that that uh, friend in question hears this, you did a great job. Maybe I'll let you know more directly later. But yeah, um, I adore. I really I'm I'm betting the man baby fans are also going to be upset because uh if they if you didn't like Luke Skywalker dealing with trauma in an unhealthy way uh in the last Jedi who oh boy <laughs> We we have Obi-Wan slum in it and it is the I, good kind of painful to watch. I mean, it's if that makes sense. It's exactly where Obi Wan would be at this point in his. Life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I I agree, but I also think that's exactly where Luke Skywalker would be as someone who peaked in his twenties, and then like uh, during a midlife crisis, almost killed his nephew. You know. <laughs> what I love, what I love, is actually that like for the point in the timeline, this is Ewan McGregor is the age that Obi Wan should be at this mm-hmm. point because he is almost exactly 10 years younger than Alec Guinness was when he played Obi-Wan in A New Hope. Mm-hmm. And it's um set 10 years before A New Hope. Also, uh people complaining about uh about how is he supposed to turn from looking the way he does in this series to looking like Alec Guinness? Please look at actual humans age. I'm yeah. begging you. No, oh my I'm god. I'm sorry, but like, like <laughs> Please look at actual humans' age, especially ones who are constantly in physically demanding situations. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I, mean, I hate to break this to you guys, but yeah, uh, <laughs> go look at people aging where they work in the sun all day. Uh huh. And think about that double sun. Think about uh, it. Yeah, yeah, that. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, you know, rub those two brain cells together for once in your life. But also, like, you let's, can do it. Let's look at Alec Guinness's acting career. Like, Alec Guinness. So, Alec Guinness in what did Alec Guinness look like in the late 1960s? I don't know that. I don't know. Let's. I'm let's, gonna look it up. Let's see what movies he was in. What did Alec Guinness look like in Doctor Zhivago? Or Hotel Paradiso? Like, if you Google Alec Guinness. Oh, wow. If if you, you know, it's, if you look at Alec Guinness in Dr. Zhivago, that is him at approximately the age that Ewan McGregor is now. Oh, yeah. 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 No, that's. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like. I am once Insert Bernie Sanders meme here. I am once again asking you to look at how people age. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Screw you people. Like I... <laughs> they actually did a really good job. <laughs> like Oh my god. This is the way a human being ages. <laughs> so yeah, no. It's this is exactly what Obi-Wan should look like. This isn't the X-Men, or excuse me, the, the rebooted timeline X-Men films. Um, yeah. <laughs> where Charles and Eric are just permanently in their mid-30s. <laughs> Jeez, crazy. Yeah, so Obi- Obi-Wan's good. It's really good. It's really fun. Uh, I'm, I really love the returning characters, and the new characters are pretty badass. Um, yeah. Do we have any other thoughts about Obi-Wan? Other, I mean, we've only seen the first two episodes, so we're going to have more thoughts next month when, you know, more. Watch it strong. with us. It's fun. Yeah. It's good. Um, if you like Obi-Wan Kenobi, you have no reason not to watch this. Yeah, and it's 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 excellent. Um, and uh, so, but this was a big weekend for nerdy media. Um, yeah. So besides, we got the first mm-hmm. two episodes of Obi-Wan. There was a new episode of MST3K. Um, oh yeah, which uh, the uh, the 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 powers that be continue to not address uh, what happened to Nate Beagle. Uh, <laughs> uh, we and uh, I think I mean, we talked about it last last episode. I think well, we talked about it on an episode where we talked about how Nate Beagle is just gone from the show um, with no announcement, and they keep pretending like he wasn't there at all. He is in the credits as the puppeteer for Crow on the episodes he was originally voicing, um, but he he. All I know is that he's he's like Nate. It's such a weird thing because he's also like he does editing for the Defunct Land YouTube channel, and so we know he's alive because okay, Defunct so Land episodes really are weird. coming up. Because uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, he's hired. He he's like an editor for hire for Defunct Land. Um, oh, I did not know that little tidbit. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but uh, yeah, but but anyways, but there was a new episode. It was a Jonah episode of. Uh, um, of a uh, munchie came out for MST3K. It is literally described as the episode that broke the MST3K writers' room. Um, oh, I'm gonna need to watch. I haven't gotten to watch oh, it yet. Same. Oh, no. yeah, same. Uh, we will watch oh, and then no. give you our thoughts. Uh, yeah, it's 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 great. But so we got that. We got uh, the first season of Shorzy came out on Hulu. That's right. And it's surprisingly they've they 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 managed to turn Shorzy into a character. Uh, huh. See, that's why I wasn't sure about it, is that Shorzy, to me, worked best as a guy yelling rude, uh, gross things at the actual characters from mm-hmm. off screen. They, or while doing weird, gross things barely in screen. They've turned Shorzy into a, like, three-dimensional character. Oh, that's... I don't know how he's I still, feel about no, that. No, he's, he's still, <laughs> he still does that. Okay. But and, with dimensions now. Yeah. Okay. It's well, he he's just not always in that situation. <laughs> um, and then of course, uh, the first volume of what they're calling it of Stranger Things, uh, season four came out on Netflix. And when I say first volume, I mean I think it's everything Doing but the this. last two episodes of the season. What? <laughs> like they're holding off on the last two episodes. That's so July. weird. Why? Uh, and you have to remember, like all the all, every episode of Stranger Things is over an hour. Um, like, so yeah, weird. I saw like, that, and that did not like only one ep- one episode mm-hmm. is an hour and three minutes, and the rest are all like an hour and fifteen to an hour and a half long. So Jeez. they're they're effectively the length of two episodes. 
So it's it's like they made the amount of content for a 13 episode season, but broke it up into fewer episodes than that. That's all. And I will tell you, nothing ever felt like it was like nothing ever felt like it was dragging on plot wise. Um, but it was, uh, it is like, they, they are just not short. Um, but it's cause they pace them more similar to the way you would have filmed. Okay. Okay. Um, That's yeah. It's fair, but, oof, like you could have split each one of those in two. I wouldn't have lost any of the stuff in it though. Like I would say that for ease of viewing, like you might want to split it up into more pieces, but I don't think that there was any like it, it's not like how like it's not like when you watch like Iron Fist and you're like they could have shaved 20 minutes out of this episode and it would have been better. It's mm-hmm. like everything that's in Stranger Things is still very it, it's very good. And I think it's better than uh, season three was. Um, yeah. I, that's I, encouraging because I, I was telling you before the show yeah. started, I was bored by well season three and season, i hadn't really picked three, it up minor since. minor spoilers but season three's big bad is still the mind flare and it's like uh that's not what we're dealing like the 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 bad guy that we're dealing with in season four is still connected to that whole thing but is operates very differently and it mm. is um almost uh more akin in many ways to like the horrors of a slasher film in certain ways while still Mm. being very much stranger things, stranger things. Like it's, it gotcha. It's, it's genre is tilted slightly while still feeling authentic and part of the correct universe. Like, and it's all interrelated to the preexisting stuff, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, and it had probably, uh, one of the, there's a reason why uh, Kate Bush is running up that hill is is trending on iTunes, um, because there's a very very good powerful scene set to that song, um, and I'm okay. not spoiling that. I'm not spoiling that because it is Legit. suspenseful and good and like uh, brought tears to the eyes, um, and also it's just a good fucking song. Um, <laughs> There's a whole generation of people now discovering Kate Bush, and I think that's good. Uh, yeah. Um, but they could be a whole generation discovering Stan Bush. I just, so I'm just going to say this. I randomly um, watched the uh, uh, music video for... This is unrelated to anything related to Stan So Stan here, Stan Things... Season four so far, very good. I liked it a lot. Very Stranger Things, better than season three. And uh, yeah, I'm really digging it. Um, and uh, but so you brought up Stan Bush. I randomly, do you remember back, um, like around, was it Dark of the Moon? It was like it was in that first set of uh, Sam Witwicky, Shia LaBeouf, um, Transformers, Transformers movies, movies, where Stan Bush, um, I think it was around <laughs> the time of the second one did a re-recording of The Touch as The Touch in parentheses Sam's theme. And there's two versions of that song that he recorded. Like he did in the style of Linkin Park. And there are two versions. There's one where it's just like the guitars, but there's a version that he removed from his own stuff, but you can still find bootleg uploads of it with this rapper. Oh my God. This sounds awful. I need to find it. Um, it's, yeah, so, uh, Touch Sam's theme. Yeah, if you, if you search the touch Sam's theme, um, and uh, you have to find the version. Um, 
the version on the official Stan Bush channel, uh, I think, does not have the rap. But there's uh, there's a version uploaded to this uh, YouTube user Maximus. Um, okay. That has it. I think it's got Spanish subtitles. I just found it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Saving that to mind. And so the the amazing things about this 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 is like the amazing things about this this music video is besides the very serious tone and how so it stands looking super serious and into it the the rapper guy who is doing his best imitation of a Lincoln Park rap um like you know that genre oh, no. of new rock rap uh right he's doing the rappers he's looking really serious and then the guitarist is having the best fucking time of his life oh it my is, god he it, he looks like like the guitarist looks like some dad in a weekend jam band who is just like like so happy to be out of the house. I don't know how else to describe it. Um it is mwah, chef's kiss. Um Um That's amazing. <laughs> I didn't expect to go in that direction. I did want to, before we move completely away from Stranger Things, I did want to talk about, um, I, I guess I wanted to talk about streaming TV a little bit because we did just, we talked about Stranger Things and about Obi-Wan, um, and we briefly touched on some other things. And I know we've, other people have talked about this. We've talked about this. I don't understand this release schedule for Stranger Things. It's even weirder than than it normally would be. Like the binge model, I is not my favorite thing in the world. Yeah, but I get why people like it. But to to but if you're midway between it, is to release two thirds in one chunk and one third in another chunk. That's just a weird binge model. Dare I say a stupid binge model. I don't understand. At all. I. Yeah. I don't understand why Netflix is even still doing the immediate binge model thing. It is. It's not doing any shows any favors now more than ever like netflix was already getting infamous for this but they've really seemed to have doubled down on this whole release something and then cancel it immediately because it doesn't trend insanely yeah. right out the gate mm -hmm. it's just such a it's I've, dumb I it's think a it, dumb model. like here's the thing i enjoy consuming shows in that way like i we watched uh -huh. you know my wife and i we sat down and we watched all of stranger things season four like the, the part of it that's out right now we watched all of it over two days um and we we break you know we broke things up like we watched we deliberately you know watched the mst3k episode in the middle <laughs> um you know and we 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 watched like god we you know we watched like the mst3k episode and we watched uh like some i forgot what movie We've watched some movie that like we hadn't gotten around to for a while, but anyways, um, mm -hmm. uh, it's like, oh, we finally got around to watching Ghostbusters Afterlife. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. Finn Wolfhard was still mm -hmm. in it. It made it kind of felt on theme. Um, <laughs> uh, it's like it. I enjoy consuming media that way. I do. But if the the 
the what the problem is is that um things don't build cultural relevance then right like things right. don't build into the consciousness and what really happens that but like if that's if that's the situation, like if if I don't get if I have to wait week to week, and that means that the shows I like are more likely to keep going because they're able to build like momentum, I'd rather have that. Like mm-hmm. I would rather have the shows I like and have to wait for them than like not be able to have the shows I like. Because you take a look at shows like Santa Clarita Diet, which I loved, and that got canceled after three seasons. And viewership goes down with those shows. And like, and so like in, in some of those cases though, like a season would come out and it was just like, it was just out and there wasn't any big fanfare. Mm-hmm. And like Netflix could get away with it when there were fewer streaming networks out there. Right. Like when they didn't, when they had the monopoly essentially. Yeah. And yeah. They don't anymore. And everyone else, like you take a look at, like Amazon does a mixed model. Some shows they will release all at once. Like uh, Upload Season Two came out all at once. Um, but most shows that they'll do, and this is the way I think this is the best model, is uh, um, Amazon usually does this. Uh, not always, but usually. And then Apple TV does this. And then Disney Plus doesn't. Disney Plus will do kind of something similar, but like, well, they'll they'll release like three episodes at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So you can like get your binge on and get hooked, but then week to week to week. Uh, the most Disney Plus I think has ever done is like two, um, and often will just do one episode depending on the length of the episodes. Uh, but um, so Disney Plus doesn't do it as much as like Amazon and Apple do, but yeah, and like by by giving you like the show week to week, it builds buzz like you give enough to get a taste like you know here are three episodes of the show so you get hooked and then week to week to week to keep it in the conversation like that is the best way to build and maintain an audience and for shows that would otherwise like not like it used to be that a show could run for a season with a minor audience and then it would build over time as like let's take a look at cheers you know one of the you know big shows of the 20th century Cheers had really low ratings its first season, but people came on with season two. Now, and that's in a time when you couldn't watch old episodes. So obviously shows had to reset a lot more and weren't serialized story. But in the age of streaming, you can go back and watch the old episodes. Mm -hmm. Like it's. And by having build up week to week, like it's Ted Lasso saw good numbers its first season, but saw bigger numbers the second season because people spent a year talking about how great the show was, and then it came back, and then it came back into the conversation, back in the news, and so people went back and watched the first season after the second season had already started airing. Like, the weekly schedule builds momentum and keeps you in the conversation, and we aren't in the age anymore where, like... Because, yeah, it's like, as a consumer, do I like getting my whole season at once and not having to wait and just being able to watch it on my schedule? Yes, absolutely. But in the end, it does mean that things... Like, there have been times where uh, I had to stay off the internet because I didn't want a season spoiled for me. Um, Now I just... well. It used to be like, but oh, it also, I've, I've got to get on the internet and watch it. Like, I don't want to be on. And now I'm just like, I'll just maybe not go on the internet. My life's easier when I don't go on the internet. <laughs> I mean, true. But, like, there's also just the factor of, like, 
if you decide to do that, like, and not get spoiled, that's a valid option. Except then the thing that can suck that you run into is that you might watch a show and there's no one who wants to talk about it with you because they watched it weeks or months ago and they've already forgotten about it because it was, you know, it was junk food content for them. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, I, it sucks. It sucks for, it just sucks. It sucks. I'm sorry. I wish I had a, I, there are times where I like the binging model. Like, admittedly, I do that a lot with anime that came out like a season or two ago that I didn't watch and it was new and I just want to understand what people are excited, were excited about or are still excited about, you know, months or years later. And I, I will binge old shows like that, but I don't know for like new coming out shows. I just don't think it helps anybody to, to throw things out like that. Hell, I enjoyed Halo. I did. Oh, I really I enjoyed think it was Halo a mess, a but I enjoyed it. But there were a lot of people who didn't like it, but still kept watching it every week. <laughs> true. Like, like the, even hate watch numbers are still numbers. Like, I, I'm wondering if that would have saved shows like Cowboy Bebop, and maybe I'm being too optimistic, but well, I don't know. I think it would have saved Cowboy Bebop, um, mm-hmm. because, like, I don't know. Like, I, I think that people giving it a shot, like, it's after, like, I think uh, Cowboy Bebop would have been best served by having three episodes initially release and then releasing the rest of the episodes week to week. Um, mm-hmm. Because I do think that Cowboy Bebop, it took me, like, probably till the second episode to get fully into it. Like, I enjoyed it the entire show but like again to get myself reset into actually no it was like halfway through the first episode that got it took me to get into it because it was when i realized they were diverging Mm, you know what i mean that makes sense because i genuinely personally am sick and tired of the first episode of cowboy bebop of the original series like yeah only because i have seen it so many times from every mm-hmm. single person I've ever tried to introduce the show to, I have just gotten like, it's not that it's a bad episode. It's that I know every beat of the goddamn thing because mm-hmm. I have seen it more time. I've probably seen that episode of anime more often than any other episode of anime. <laughs> yeah. We, we've gone over yeah, that before, but yeah, it's, it's valid. Yeah, it's it's and it's not actually a criticism of the show, but so like it's when that diverged from that I was just like, "Ooh, I've face showed up." Interesting. <laughs> um but uh like it's I don't know, people who wanted that whole show to be a beat for beat remake, I don't understand why because you can just go watch the original show if you want that. Um but it's streaming uh, forever. D- it's still streaming. Yeah, it it's, didn't the original didn't disappear. Yeah. The, this like this isn't George edition. Lucas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, like, it's... I I do think, yeah, that um, a lot of shows... I think it would have been saved if it had gone week to week. Um, mm-hmm. And not just... Yeah. It, well, also because, like, then the people who are still talking about it, the people who gave up after one episode, maybe go back and give it a second try. Mm-hmm. because it stayed in the conversation. It's, we don't let shows build anymore because, 
like it's well know. netflix doesn't let shows build anymore a lot of other streaming services are letting them build and they're seeing success for it That's like true. it's <laughs> yeah like star trek strange new worlds is doing like oh great God. numbers Apparently. because like week to week it's just something to look forward to and it continues it's to be so good, good. It's so good. I have loved every episode of Strange New Worlds that has, has aired. Um, I'm just... Okay, so there's this goddamn Screen Rant article which is driving me nuts, which was... So there's an episode... I'm not going to... This is not a spoiler, um, mm-hmm. but um, Pike, to get out of a situation, does maneuver, which he does a gravitational slingshot around a star, um, but at, like, regular speeds. Like, no warp drive involved sublight speeds does a thing to like yeah and it makes sense in the episode um mm-hmm. there was this screen rant article which talked about how like the pike maneuver like it was the uh, star trek retcons uh famous kirk maneuver to the pike maneuver and like tries to compare it to like uh the times kirk did like time warp by uh, slingshotting around the star with warp drive and I'm just reading this, and I'm just like, I'm so angry with this headline because I'm like, it's they're completely different things with different things. And I think whoever wrote the goddamn article doesn't understand that a gravitational slingshot is a thing we actually do with spaceships in real life. Like, the reason why it was in Star in in all these di- like these two different things is because that is a thing that we do on real space missions, like. Story doesn't matter, only lore. Everything exists to fill a wiki article. You don't. But it doesn't. It's not about understanding the real world or even themes. It's about filling a wiki article. But no, it's not about filling a wiki article. It's about filling a clickbait. It's screen rant. It's not like mm-hmm. the wiki has higher standards. And then, of course, you get all these comments on like the Facebook post about it of like um, people talking about, oh, New Trek is ruining canon and like all this stuff. I'm like, y'all didn't read the article or watch the episode because none of this is true. Yeah. Also, I come at me. Canon does just doesn't matter, but it I doesn't even like the thing they're complaining about. Isn't what happened. I like, I like, I get that. It's just, it's one of those things where like one, it doesn't even happen. But two, if it didn't, did happen, it still wouldn't matter because like, if, I'm sorry. I've been in these nerd spaces for so long and I I love so many of you. I don't mean to sound this judgmental, but I really wish internet nerds cared as much about themes and characters as they do about canon or non-canon. Well, okay. I just Okay, so I'm going to say this that canon matters a lot to me in the case of Star Trek because one of the things that interests me as a series and one of the things that's made it kind of like makes it feel at home to me is the consistent in the shared world and the canon of that shared world. Now, mind you, that doesn't mean that I'm not okay with changes to that canon, new information. Like, I get annoyed if they contradict something that they didn't have to. Like, I get annoyed if there is, for a non storytelling reason, a contradiction to pre-existing canon. Like, uh, I don't like the, some of the stuff they did with Klingon appearances in the first season of Discovery. I can deal with it because overall I like the show, but I felt like a lot of it didn't add to the story. Now, on the other hand, like, 
have a Spock having an adopted sister, I would change the canon. I was great with it because I felt it worked really well in the story and gave us something new. So you know what I mean? Like it's so it. And, and it's, if, if you're going to change the canon, you have to was... do it for a reason. And for people who who were had like uh, had that their disbelief like unsuspended or whatever by that, all I can say is that literally two days ago I found out one of my closest friends of the last five years had a twin sister. Did not know that. Did not know that at all. So it's and really also, not that wild that other Enterprise crew members wouldn't know not exactly Chatty Kathy Spock its entire family tree. That's yeah. Spock never mentioned Cybok once. Uh-huh. Yeah, but that movie sucks. But Cybok is still canon. Cybok. He still exists. I know he still exists. We don't it's we don't talk about Cybok. I don't know. Yeah. Um I don't know. I guess I I'm uh, uh, I'm sure listeners are probably going to find some point to point out that I'm being really hypocritical about this. And there are times where Canon really does bother me. And I, there's probably plenty of actually really good examples of, of me contradicting what well, I just said, but it's just that sometimes I feel like, I don't know. Sometimes I just wish fans could look at the story that it's trying to tell and not get so caught up in minutia. Um, I I think that like, but my my point is, is it's like, I guess, I'm saying it, it's I can be okay with a canon change, but we should uh -huh. be right about you know it's I don't get so mad when the writers change the canon so much as when the fans get the canon wrong. That's actually That's what drives fair. me nuts. That's what drives me nuts. It's like, uh, also like, uh, like you're talking about Halo. It's like. I really enjoyed the Halo season, like the first season of Halo. I really enjoyed it. And I get a lot of people complaining about like, oh, but it's so different. I'm like, it's it it's a different timeline. It's like, tell me you've like <laughs> so many of us have had to deal with our favorite shows going on. Like, you know, like just Star Wars fans, like having to deal with Legends canon versus like new movie oh, i guess those people aren't dealing with that that well either but like anime anime it's i mean i gave up on how Tenshi many Muyo i was gonna say how ago, many but... uh stories about uh, how many uh origin stories does tenchi's mom have yeah like, like i'm legitimately asking <laughs> i don't know i just found out today that there's a version of continuity where he gets Rio oki pregnant so i i yeah. i don't even I I didn't I I am so glad I got out of that fandom <laughs> when I did. On a on a less gross note, yeah, like Gundam, we're constantly just having to reset or having reset timelines because rather than keep that rather than uh being impenetrable for new fans, we they they'll make like movies or OVAs to cater to the people who had been with the original storyline, and then seasonal anime will be like a brand new, totally unrelated timeline. Yeah, and it works. Yeah, but yeah, I I don't know. We we, we I think we're a little far afield at this point. But it was yeah, that's 
It's it's a weird place for genre shows on TV. Um, I want to look into something else right now. Um, in fact, oh hey guys, look, there, there's something in the mailbag. Oh boy, and that'll that'll bring Gen back to the show. Yay, I can talk about things again. Found something in the mailbag, yeah. Um, did did you want to read this one, Trey, or should I read the letter? I'll read it, I'll read it, uh, because I have the answer key. Um, Okay, exciting. Yeah, so uh, this actually came to us uh, originally, uh, was supposed to be part of our April episode, but I forgot it. Because uh, so we have an email here from uh, Zach, uh, Bucketman Zach, um, with subject monster truck or Power Rangers monster. Ooh. Hi y'all, been meaning to send this quiz in for a while, and my executive dysfunction has finally allowed me to do so. So here's the quiz: you'll be given a name, and you have to guess whether it is the name of a monster truck or the name of a Power Rangers monster. <laughs> There's ten of these. I love this. I love this so much. Oh so I'm I'm gonna quiz Nick again, um, because I I, I I read the 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 I'm the one who reads the mail that comes in. So uh, I I had it spoiled for me before uh, we could do anything. So uh, here's the first one. So here's your first. Is it is it a uh, monster truck or Power Ranger monster? Number one, Mighty Minotaur. Monster truck. I want to go with Power Rangers monster. All right. So again, again, you're going, mo- uh, again, you're going monster truck, and Nick, you're yep. going with Power Rangers monster. I'm going Power Rangers monster. And and the answer is Power Ranger monster. Wow. I... <laughs> All right. Uh, I I remember that that particular monster. I don't remember why. I right. just remember Rita saying it. All right, so here's your second one. Shell Shock. Power Ranger Monster. I'm also going to go Power Rangers. Final answer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. It is a is a Power Ranger Monster. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number 3. Raminator. Gonna go Power Rangers. Yeah, I think I'm also gonna go Power know. Rangers. Feels 90s enough. Final answer. Mm-hmm. Final answer. That one's a monster truck. That Dang was a it. monster. Dang it! Oh wow, this is a good game. I like this. <laughs> All right. All right. Next one is Jaws of Destruction. That one sounds like a monster truck. Gonna go with monster truck. I am also going monster truck. Final answer. Truck. Final answer. Monster Power truck. Ranger monster. Dang it. No way. Losing my... Okay. All right. Number five. Bakugan Dragonoid. What the hell is... Is that the game with Bakugan, like another kid's franchise? Yeah, it totally is. Okay, that's going to confuse me more. I'm going to go with Power Ranger Monster then. Monster Truck. Final answers? Yeah. Final answer. Gen is correct. It is a Monster ah, Truck. Ah, yeah. rats. Okay. We're tied now. Because I think that's a dragon-themed one. All right. Okay. Number six. El Taro Loco Ice. I'm going Monster Truck. Power Ranger. 
Well, again, you're wrong this time. Dang it's it. a monster truck. It's a monster truck. I'm going to have to look these up to see what they look like. I'm curious. All right. <laughs> All right. Number seven. Hot seat. <laughs> that's, that's Power Ranger. I'm going monster truck? I'm going monster truck. Final answer for monster truck. Final answers? It is a monster truck. Ooh. All right. I low-key just like saying monster truck. <laughs> All right. Number eight. The Hate Master. The Hate Master. <laughs> um, monster Truck? I'm going to go Monster Truck. I'm going to go Power Ranger. Again, you're right. It is a uh, Ranger Monster. Okay, yeah. wow. Yep. All right, number nine, The Krabby Cabby. The Krabby Cabby. I think that's a Power Ranger one. I want it to be a monster truck. But do you think it's a monster truck? I'm going to go with monster truck. Well, unfortunately, you are wrong, yep. and Nick is right. It is a Power Ranger monster. And final final question here. Maximum destruction. Monster truck. Monster truck. I'm also going monster truck. That is, in fact, a monster truck. Now, I did, <laughs> I did not track who got more right. Uh, so <laughs> if you, the listener... Uh, we're paying attention. Um, tell me who what the score was because I did not keep track. That was excellent. I'm I really enjoyed that. I would love to do that again. That was very funny. That, that was amazing, Zach. Thank you so well, much. That's, for uh, that's, that in. Near, that's like as good as the um, is it the name of an of an elf or is it the name of a prescription drug? <laughs> Well, it's my. F I I always wanted to do that with giant robots and prescription drugs because of you know like you get into like Razafon and it really sounds like that should have some side effects. Right. <laughs> side effects of taking Razafon may may include remembering how much better Evangelion was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Razafon was mid. I'm just gonna just. Gonna I say it. I honestly watched all of Razafon and remember none of it. Like I said, mid. Like we did a brain spike. I know I was there. I remember none of it. The the best thing about Razafon is that Maya Sakamoto did the opening theme song and. Uh, that goes a long way for me, but not long enough. So, um, that's. Uh, do we have a reading for the Vomit Hat Steve we challenge? We do. We though? do. It's okay, time for the Vomit Hat Steve challenge. Let's, let's do the challenge. The the Vomit Hat Steve challenge is the part of the episode where I uh, read a part of a book, and uh, the challenge to you, the listener, is to guess what book I am reading from. If you guess the book correctly, you get included in the Hall of Awesome. The benefits of the Hall of Awesome are as follows. One, I read your name aloud every episode. Two, I put your name on a hidden web page on our website. And three, you can count to the number three in your head as many times as you want, and it won't count against any other rule. I don't know what that means, when I, but I said it, and so it must be true. The current members of the Hall of Awesome are as follows. Archimai, Zero, Rain and Senti, Cheesy McDamu, Krista, Slytherity, Shameless Otaku, The Random Ramblings Man, Korfan, Capco, Capito, 
Chris Graham, Lily Soares, Paper Godzilla, Cavsy, Minnesota Librarian, Sean Orange, Keith Shizuo, Sakura Sunset, Joel Kreisman, Patrick Delahanty, Wonderland Hearts, and Megzi Sass Council. I had been doing a book for a while, but I'm annoyed with it, so I'm stopping. And uh, if 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 people guess it, they can still get in. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna Aww. read from a different book. <clears throat> okay. All right, here we go. Here is this is sort of the, not, this is a new book. This episode, not the same book that we had been doing for months that no one was guessing. All right. Um. So it's a new book. Here is your line from the new book. He paused at the top of the low hill overlooking the tumbling stream and scanned for the whistler. The sound seemed to be coming from the opposite bank, but the trees and heavy brush still screened the view. If you know what book that's from, go to nerdandtow.com, click on the contact form, and tell us. And uh, Or if you have anything else you want us to talk about, to uh, respond to, or just any other thoughts you really want to share, uh go and fill that out hey if you've gotten any other quizzes that you want us to take and watch Heck me yeah, quiz quizzes watch me quiz yeah, uh, nick again uh i am i am more than happy to run whatever quizzes you want um and maybe next time we i'll will even do it. i'll even keep track of uh who ha- answered what right <laughs> you don't you don't know um yeah so, started keeping track and then it just kept going <laughs> now i want to make a crabby cabby like monster truck and it's just like a, a taxi cab but it's a crab as well see like i want a crab monster truck see like the and up. the power rangers writers had to like were a lot more alliterative and had more fun with the names because like in japan it was always like dora minotaur or um uh hair dryer dimension you know, whatever the theme of the bad guys is that season, it's that plus, um, like, prefix or suffix fitting the team. So, like, Jew Ranger, it's Dora noun here. In um, Jetman, it's noun dimension, okay, whatever but, it is. <laughs> but I looked it up, and there's a lobster monster truck called... Crush Station. Okay, oh, that's, that's so good. That's, that's beautiful. And I love yeah. it. <laughs> I don't know how we can top that. So uh, with the sound of Crustacean destroying everything in its path, we have been nerd and tie for another month. I'm oh, Nick me. I'm Trey Dorn. I'm Maximum Destruction. <laughs> And anyways, uh, Maximum Destruction is the other name for Gen Proc. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do it on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere else that greater podcasts are listened to. Uh, remember to rate and review us in as many stores as possible because that's how the algorithms find us with their magic. If you want to support this show besides sponsoring episodes or contributing to our legal fund at uh, GoFundMe.com slash NerdandTie, uh, I've got a Patreon at patreon.com slash T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. Uh, Nick's got a Patreon at patreon.com slash Nickazumi. And Gen can be... Gen's selling stuff on the internet as Ocelot Dude Designs. Isn't that right, Gen? That's right. And uh, remember, you can follow the show on social media. We are at Nerd and Tie on Twitter, uh, facebook.com slash Nerd and Tie, nerdandtie.tumblr.com. And remember, we're a part of the Nerd and Tie podcast network, and there is a Discord for all the shows on the network, including this one. 
which you can find invite at nerdandtie.com slash discord. And also, you should listen to other shows on the network like Stormwood and Associates, which we're doing a really fun campaign to right now. And uh, it is, it's just flipping amazing because we're doing sliders. Get in. It's not, not really, but off-brand kind of. Like, listen to the show. You'll like it. It's actual play. It's fun. It's exciting. It has uh, magic and stuff. And secrets and fighting and... And a 10-year-old boy detective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Played by me. Come listen to me be 10. It's not all that different from the rest of the time, but... It know. really isn't. It honestly really isn't. Yeah. But you anyway. Know, um, what? You know, if our show is the off-brand Sliders, does that make, like, Sliders the um, the White Castle to our Dollar Tree Sliders? or Dollar Tree Sliders? Yeah, you know. I don't... What's a... It's like a... It's a frozen hamburger you get at the Dollar Tree. It's... Like it's still technically a slider, but it's not as good as like a no, white no, castle no. slider. No, no, no. We would we would just be like the white castle sliders in the frozen section. Yeah, of Walmart. We, we'd be the. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I. I've, I've never bought frozen foods at a Dollar Tree. <laughs> You're not missing much. <laughs> I. I'm very poor. <laughs> right, but I. I get that, but I don't think they end up costing less money than the yeah, generic sometimes. brands at the grocery store. Depends. Anywho. As long as you're not getting it from the Dollar General, that's a ripoff. No. All right. No, no, say, no. say your catchphrase. Keep on spocking in the free world. Yeah. Let's... I'm going to go contemplate your life decisions now.